Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC with Chris and Mark. We are talking all things Premier League football. It's the semi-finals of the Champions League. We're not going to have a game this week because we're just trying to get a short one. This is on a Tuesday evening. We're trying to meet the uh, Spurs and Ajax game. We'll do front foot back four. kitchen. Neither of our teams still don't want to make it to the top four. Yeah, I don't think my team have a choice anymore. I think even if we win both our last two games, we we can't. <laughs> well, mathematically still can. I mean, it depends on what Chelsea... The only five points behind Spurs are in third place. But, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. It's not good. It doesn't really lead... Sort of um, any good thoughts going into Thursday for me at least Valencia. Like randomly, did you see Sam Allardyce interview this morning on no, Talksport? No. So he was talking about when he was at Bolton and the year he left. Yeah. Bolton were in third place in January, and he was saying Nicholas and Elka was flying, the team was flying, and he went to the board and said, "Can I have these two players, a midfielder and a defender?" He's like, "I just want two new players, and we can make the Champions League this year." And uh, <clears throat> they said no. So then he thought, I'll take it to the top. And said, look, we're in third spot. It's January. We've only got... A, I, th- I think he's, he said he needed 26 points from the last... Something like... 50, what year was this? This... When was he at Bolton? 2003, maybe? Yeah. Like, around that time. And then um, he was like, we, we needed something like 26 points from our last 18 games or something to make top four. And he mm. went and asked for these two players and got told no. Spoke to the chairman and said, look, we can get it into the Champions League. And the chairman said, we're Bolton. We don't want to get in the Champions League. Ah. And uh, basically telling him, like, we're overachieving here. We'll cash in. Calm it down. Yeah, we'll, we'll just take the money of a good season, but we're not going to invest to try and be better than what we are. Yeah, but... And I'm like, I wonder if the... Man United Arsenal <laughs> chairmen are like, guys, we don't want Champions League. Well, for Man United, I guess, what would the negative thing for the owners be that if they make it into the Champions League, instead of actually getting the money from being in the Champions League, they'd have to spend more money on like better players, higher wages and stuff like yeah. that. Is that the idea, do you reckon? I think the idea is that once you start regularly missing it, you're less of an attractive option to go. So if you're a footballer now and you're going to sign a three-year deal with Man United, your agent will be saying, well, we want Champions League football. And I say, yeah, next year we'll go for it. And it's like, well, you can't guarantee. You can no longer have guarantees on long contracts. So agents will be like, no, we'll sign a two-year deal or a three-year deal. And if Man United want to sign a young player on a five-year deal, they'll have more bargaining power. It's just bargaining power, isn't it? Oh, well, that's what you think Man United are doing. <laughs> well, no, I think well, that's one consequence. That's like a theory. No, it's, yeah, it's one consequence. Uh, also, Conspiracy theory. Well, no, your T-shirt deals, like the Man United Adidas deal was the, mo- was the most expensive shirt deal. That was on the basis they'd be in the Champions League so many times in that eight years. Yeah. So there is actual real revenue loss. By Absolutely, not- but I don't get your point with Sam Allardyce compared to Man United. No, I was just saying, I wonder if the teams that are trying not to make the top four now, <laughs> are they under instruction? Cause I'd probably believe I can't that explain more, it. I'd believe that more from, from Arsenal than I would do Man United at least, because... I think Man United have such um, larger sort of 
revenue streams from other places. But um, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on because I know from from Arsenal's standpoint, at least to me, it looks like they've just they've just kind of lost their way. Like I really I like the beginning them at the beginning of the season because they look like they could sort of overcome a lot of of sort of like the first half woes. They had a lot of energy. They had a better attitude about themselves, but they didn't like that they were playing the best football. I think they're still not playing the best football. Yeah. But maybe just because it's a long <clears> season or Unai Emery's attitude. You know, sometimes um, managers just get on top of players. Maybe it's just that high intensity. This players are just worn out and they just can't be asked. But yeah, so yeah, imagine the same thing would have biggest... happened with Mourinho. Yeah, Arsenal don't have the biggest squad. Though. Oh, you Jesus just... Christ. When, when they, did, you, did you watch the game on the weekend? Arsenal uh, losing to... Oh, Losing to Leicester. Leicester. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was it was half time. Did you watch it? Most of it, yeah. But they showed the bench of the players and honestly I was I was like I felt like I wanted to throw up. I couldn't name it Kashani was on there, Gwenduzi was there and they were the only players I knew. And yeah. it was just a lot of young <clears throat> kids that had just was it Peter Chet, Gwenduzi, Koscielny, that <laughs> Nijeka. Yeah. Am I being racist saying that? Hold on, let me have a look. It was a... Uh, yeah, Kashani, Gwenduzi, right. Edward Nteka, <laughs> Czech, Mavropanos, Elneny and Joseph Willock. I don't know who you're going to bring off the bring off the bench to actually make an impact, well, sort of, he, in terms of attacking-wise. But even so, like, we were, we were losing, what, 2-0, uh, I think, sometime in the second half. He comes on and he brings on a... He takes off Ewobi at half-time for Kishani, which is fair enough because of the red card, because I make the nails. But then he brings on Gwenduzi for Mkhitaryan and, and the ne, ne, Kiteka, Kentia, for Lacazette in their 80th minute. As if he's, like, as if he's trying to just like, yeah, like to, to close up shot. Like. And the thing is, this was before the Man United-Chelsea game, so he, it's not like he, Man United and Chelsea have drawn and then he's like oh actually yeah this we can I don't know what he was aiming for not to get hammered like it was just such a such a display of just just not trying to win a game it was unbelievable especially from a a team of the calibre of Arsenal I know Unai Emery's new to the league but I don't know I'm trying not to get too down on him because it is his first season and um, I can't remember in response to what but um, I remember writing on Twitter I will only judge Unai Emery. I'll hold off judgment until the transfer window. Oh, the, really? This time next year? Well, no, no, but I mean, like, this time, by the transfer window, if he hasn't made any signings that are his, because he's obviously inherited a lot of these players, if he, hasn't, if he doesn't sign players that are his in uh, when August, sorry, in the next transfer window, that's when I'll start to, start to maybe try and be a bit harsher on in terms of my criticism of him. Yeah. At the time being, I hold up. Even though we've lost what four games in a row, five games in a row in the Premier League, or not one or whatever, it's how much control he has over the signings. Well, I mean, it's the, well, you, you say that with um, I seen a clip with Benga. I don't know if it, it was weird though because it sounded like he was talking, um, sort of like in recent times, but he was still wearing all the Arsenal gear. Have you seen it where he's talking about um, how 2006 was the hardest time it? of his life or something in terms of football because of having to pay off the stadium and yeah. having to, you know, budget and all of this stuff, essentially, for the Arsenal board. He, it, clearly, the, the board's always had a strong hold on the uh, transfer. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was different times then because they didn't have 
the same TV money they have now. Transfer fees weren't the same, so they, so really Arsenal had to pay for the stadium themselves. Whereas to say like Tottenham now, really they could just sell Harry Kane and pay off most Make of the stadium. Yeah, where because <clears throat> it's not like everything has gone in line with. It's not like property prices have gone in line with football transfer fees, where. Back then, when Arsenal built the stadium, the reason they built it was because stadium income was such an important part of normal income. Yeah. Now it matters less. It now yeah. you have Bournemouths making huge. He money. said that. He said that in it. Yeah, did you yeah. see the clip? Uh, I've seen a clip. I don't know if it's the same. Yeah, one. It, I, it was a while ago, and it was yeah. like what they couldn't budget for was just the amount of silly money that the TV stations were going to push in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is fair enough. Um, do you? Does Lukaku look fat to you? No, but they were talking about it on their Sky Sports. Gary Neville and yeah. his name Alex Smith. Yeah, uh, yeah. They were well, talking Gary about Neville it. said in the commentating, like when he was commentating, he was like, within the first ten minutes, he goes, he looks out of shape. He looks he tired. Looked tired. And, who, and he who was, was sweating a lot. Who was the co- co- com- who was the commentator with him? Uh, oh, I was his name. The main guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, he was just kind of laughing. And do you know what? That made me think... Martin Tyler. Martin Tyler. Goodness me. Sorry, Martin. <laughs> I know you're a big listener. Um, it made me think... You see when uh, Roy Keane and Gary Neville was talking, and Gary Neville doesn't want to say what he knows, essentially. Right? Yeah. How but good I, was Roy Keane? <laughs> we'll get, let's get to that in a second. <laughs> but I think that... I think Gary Neville was was trying to say what he knows without actually saying it out loud. Like, I bet you um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's been at him saying, Lukaku's just put on so much weight. Like, he's yeah. just so out of shape. And he just got himself up because he was up against his old team. Yeah. But other than that, he's probably... He looks, he looks chunky. I know he's a thick guy, but you know he's, he's pretty ripped. I think he's, beat, he's going a bit just to cover up he's his neck back. Yeah. yeah. He, um, he was blowing after 30 minutes, but he... In fairness to him, he was running a lot and actually had a good impact at the start. Yeah, but that's like, what he should be doing every game. Yeah, and then... He played amazing for 10 minutes. Like uh, The whole team played amazing till De Gea. And uh, I, I've, I've, I actually, I had a theory, and then I've had a couple... Hugo De Gea. Uh, I've had a, a couple people bring it up, so I'm like, oh, it's not really a theory, it must be obvious. But Thin De Gea wrists. has never played well for Spain. Uh, like, he's always... He's never really been that good for Spain. He's always been great at Man United. And, like, at Spain, he had the World Cup. Yeah. And he was fine this season until we got Barcelona. And then when we played Barcelona away, I think the shot. Spanish Spain, De Gea came out. Yeah, I think he did. The, the Barcelona fans were chanting De Gea. Like, yeah. I think... I think he... Maybe where he left the country so young to come play football here... Like and didn't get the respect he deserves back home. When he first got in the Spain team, there was a big Casillas mm. drive. Like they weren't like there was a big group of fans that weren't happy he took Casillas's space. But it's almost like he's got a phobia of of Spain. And since Barcelona, he's just not looked the same. Because he it was up until that pretty much that Messi second goal, and that was it. it was like, I think he's not recovered. Since. I think goalkeepers can sort of. Have have a bad bit of form, but the difference between goalkeepers and like outfield players. If an outfield player is having bad form, they can take him up because they have play rotation anyway. You always hear um, people say you can't. However bad your your number one goalkeeper is playing, you can't just take him out of the team. See, I I think I think he's just hit a, bit, a bad bit of form. Yeah, I think now might be a good time though, 
Unless, well, unless not they send back because that's just going to put him in a hole two even games more. Left, so it might be a case of I right, go away. The next time you play will be so far yeah. in the future. Maybe if he's still there. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think part of it as well is that probably all the players are so unengaged that it's just more apparent uh, when it comes to him because I don't know. Maybe maybe this is me just thinking uh, out loud, but keepers have to be pretty pretty sharp. You know, and yeah. if he's not engaged, he's going to be it, off the mark a little bit. It is a shame. There's a real, It might just be because he's Spanish, but there's a real look of Fernando Torres to him, to me. Like that, <laughs> a lot Spanish. of people think Fernando Torres got bad when he went to Chelsea, but no, actually he was he bad was, before. He was bad at Liverpool from September September to January when he signed. Mm. Do you and know why? Because he cut his hair. Yeah, and someone that, that they uh, had a haircut. I don't know, actually, maybe, but someone. Someone at Liverpool saw that and thought he's lost something. And part of me, I think it's just because of Fernando Torres. I think Fernando Torres for that season at Liverpool was probably one of the best strikers the Premier League's seen oh. for a single season. Monster. And Monster. to see him drop off, I'm like, seeing De Gea, I'm like, oh, he just reminds me of that. And I'm like, I hope he hasn't lost it. If he has, now would be a good time to cash in. Yeah. So. Where would he go? He wouldn't, but he wouldn't go to Real Madrid because they. They imagine. got Courtois, yeah. who's not had the best season. So, so they wonder, bought, what did they buy? They didn't buy him last season. Uh, this season, yeah, they so, bought, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. so the only way I see him going to Madrid is if they do a swap deal. Yeah. <clears throat> Which might, to be honest, both keepers look unhappy. Both keepers are struggling. You don't want Courtois. I don't like him either. No. Nah. But in all honesty, I am. At a phase where I'm sick of our goalkeeper being our best player. It'd it's be nice. not the best. I mean, nice. he is outstanding, but yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I'm a bit mixed with United. This, I kind of would like them to write off everything next season except the Premier League and say, essentially, this we, we're going to take a, a step back to rebuild. We're not going to try and buy free players to fix the team. Like how then? Do you mean get rid of Pogba... What, I mean, a, a, big, a, a big clear-out. Like, I'm not wanting De Gea out. Yeah. Like, Lukaku's a bit different because I think he's quite a good squad player. Like, the only reason you want him out is because he costs so much. You, you don't he lacks really, a bit of quality. Yeah, but as, as long as... I, you can't have an entire 22 players of quality. I know Man City have that now, but that's, like, a standard we don't see. I was like, as a, a striker on your bench, Lukaku is... Perfectly good enough. All right, let's move on quick. Do you think that Man City and Liverpool, that neither of them are going to lose a game by the end of the season, are they? At least in the Premier League. No, I, Man City, once they beat Tottenham and beat United. Yeah. I did, I think I said it a while ago on one of our Leicester City. that Leicester will beat or get a draw. I just have this this feeling, but I, you can't, I wouldn't put any money on it. But do you know what? I actually feel sorry for... Um, Liverpool a little bit because I think that they're looking better in the Premier League for the last few games than Man City have but yeah. Man City is just grinding out those wins I don't know it goes both ways because I thought that the other week when Liverpool just got by was it Brighton and then Man City cruised their game that weekend yeah. and you're like oh I, I actually felt the other way and then it switched but that's because Huddersfield are so bad well they're fucking dog shit oh. I mean they, they, they've, they've um, sort they of taken my last two leagues for, uh, the, what, for the, the highest the team ever the highest I read somewhere it was the highest bookie odds for a game in the Premier League history. They were thirty-two to one or something to win. It should be so much that if you gave if you gave the bookies a pound, you should get ninety p back per pound. Like, I well, it's like they were like thirty odd to one. So I was like, 
if I put that on and it's nil-nil after 20 minutes, cash I out. might cash out and have a profit. <laughs> but it went one nil down after 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, who do you actually? I know we talked about this before, but with Danny. But do you, who would you rather win, City or Liverpool? Uh, probably Liverpool. But, Just so you can celebrate with your dad. Well, there's an element of my dad wanting him to win, but there's also an element of this City team was spoke about as the greatest team that's ever played football in England. But they've said that for and the last few seasons about certain... No, but they, when they got the 100 points last year, yeah. they they did set a new standard. And then this year, for them to lose to Tottenham in the Champions League and then lose to Liverpool in the league, we just put a reality check and put back how like big the 1999 treble winning team was or the yeah. Arsenal Invincibles or the Chelsea 05 team. It's like, they're still... Whatever happens, they're both going to end on 90-something. They're both going to end on points which normally win the league. Yeah. So it's harsh that one of them won't win it. But, yeah, part of me thinks Liverpool just... Well, one, because I like the fact that different teams win the league every year. Yeah. And we've had a different team win it since Man United, I think. I think Man United were the last team to retain the Premier Man, League. I know Man City at least haven't done it back-to-back, which is... Yeah. Which is a, you well, because it went Man United, Southie. Man City, Chelsea, Chelsea Leicester. Yeah. No, wasn't Man City in between that? Yeah, it might have been Man City, Leicester, yeah, really Man City again, yeah. Chelsea, Man City. And then if it went Liverpool, you're like, that's a different Arsenal team, winning not there somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> so, but it is a different team every year, so there yeah. is that element. So, And it's weird, this kind of standards of football and the football teams, because you would have to say the Invincibles is... The best team that the Premier League's seen for one season, at least. No, I'd say the '99. They actually lost the '99. Uh, United. United they lost less games than the Invincible team that season. We lost no games. Only in the league, but overall. yeah, but we're talking about a Premier League team here. But I'm saying for us, but the reason Man United would lose game, they lost like two games. But the Invincibles, all right? We didn't, we didn't lose a game all season. But they were so bad in Europe. Do you know? It's like <clears throat> it, but. In, in in the actual season the 1919 team lost less games yeah like they just lost games that weren't as important so ah well history will remember us as the invincibles yeah um, and it's not and that's what I'm saying it is a, a feat and if this Man United if this Man City team get 99 points which they're on on course for that's a pretty impressive 100 points followed by a 99 point season oh yeah no I mean I, I joke I joke I mean they it's kind of hard to argue, even on paper, that they're not. The Neither best team deserve to not win it, and the problem no. is in today's world of Twitter is, whichever team doesn't win it, it will get spoke about as though it's a bad season. It'll nah, be like, I don't. I think could so. easily imagine Liverpool like, like people going, "Klopp hasn't won a trophy," or, and it's yeah, like, it's just like people would chat shit. You don't need to. You don't have to win the Premier League to have had a good season in the Premier League. Yeah. So. Um, I'm kind of disappointed in Cardiff City. I don't think they're going to stay up, are they? No. Well, they're, I, they're pretty much gone <laughs> Four points behind Brighton. They can't beat Fulham. Hey? Can't beat Fulham. Yeah, that was a must-win game. Give, give credit to Scott Parker, though. He's put some some like credit back into Fulham. Like, They've won got, three games in a row. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I know. I mean, yeah. what, what, what's... What a shit time to be a Fulham fan. Overtake what? Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a shit time to be a Fulham fan. 
Like you, you, you've won three games in a row and you look good and you're like, well, why couldn't we just do this a couple more times in the season? Yeah, and actually, you bought in what Ryan Babel and that's it. Well, they bought in a load of players in the summer and a couple. Yeah, but I mean, like in January. But I think the fact was they brought in too many players. We, yeah. we spoke about it before, and actually, a Fulham fan at work said the same thing. It just didn't. They just went too many changes and just lost lost the the team's identity a bit. So yeah. I don't know if there's any other Premier League fixtures you want to talk about. Or the, the Champions League just kicked off. Well, so. Wolves beating Watford for the best of the rest clash. So now, probably looks like Wolves are going to finish seventh. So. Do you know what, actually? So I was going to say, um, the Wolves might do... Uh, who's, who we've got? Uh, Liverpool have got Wolves at the end of the season. So if it came down to that game as well, Liverpool could have a tough game. That is at home. Yeah. I, see, I, this, uh, I think Wolves get... Wolves get a result against Liverpool if Liverpool aren't in the, ahead of the title race. I think if Man City slip up and we go into that last game oh. and Liverpool's ahead of City, yeah. I think Liverpool wipe the floor with Wolves. Yeah. I think if it goes into the last game, City are a point clear. And who's City got? Brighton, the last game. Uh, I'm looking. City, yeah, Brighton away, which yeah. is always a tough fixture. Is <laughs> so, I think if it goes into that game, I think Liverpool's heads might might drop by that point. I'm not the biggest Jordan Henderson fan, but you know that he's going to make sure that the rest of his teammates, if that was the case in the last game, he's not going to fuck about. Like, no, he does. We do take the mic that he acts like a, the Gerard captain, he wants, but he yeah, does. Yeah. But he is serving that purpose, isn't he? Look, I play some. I play some real lower league fun rugby, and it does make a difference when someone just actually starts coming with some decent energy. Especially if you're alone down, you know, pick your heads up, lads. Even if it's just getting angry at him, do you know what I mean? Which is usually me. I usually just talk a lot. But um, come watch me. So I play for Hampstead FC. As we play Golders Green. It's a great game, don't you think, Mark? It's a shame it's a winter sport because whenever <laughs> I've gone, it's been freezing. <laughs> yeah, but imagine playing. It's like when the the grass is hard. It's like yeah, but I'm a spectator. Playing on wanna... fucking sand. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, even when you play football, like. You, you prefer it wet because yeah. the ground's not flat. You know, with the Champions League draft, it looks like we've each got one team left. What are the chances? Yeah, well, I told you Tottenham's winning it. I can't so. believe that. I can't believe that. I've still got Barcelona to play against Liverpool, which is tomorrow. Danny's got Liverpool. Currently, the Tottenham yeah. Ajax game. Which well, is... we'll do in a bit. Don't worry. Um, did, have you watched uh, much of Ajax and Spurs? Because Spurs, I think, going into this game is a favourite. Oh, have I watched them yet? I've only watched Ajax in... Champions League, Champions yeah. League. Well, yeah I've watched him in the fucking yeah. Dutch League. Yeah. At least Danny is for his football index. Yeah. Uh, Danny seems to watch every game. Like, in it, but he doesn't seem to spend any time with us, which is yeah. odd. <laughs> so, I yeah, know. Get your priorities right, Dan. But, Go out for a drink. Uh, I don't know what you're moving to next, but I don't know if you had on your list to talk about the Championship. Uh, well, I mean, I had it in mind, except for the, the one glaring thing for the Championship... Patrick Bamford and the Leeds and uh, Villa. Yeah, no, I was just going to go down because one reason I didn't watch, watch the much, Championship. Well, that was why I didn't catch all of Arsenal Leicester because it was the same time as the the Leeds Villa game. Yeah. So I was fl- I was to be honest, I was, it sounds bad, but I was kind of interested in the Leeds Villa game. Why is it and sound then, bad? Because Jack no, because Arsenal Leicester would have more effect on the like uh, the top four. Yeah, but we knew what just, was going to happen. I mean. And the Leeds Villa actually don't really matter because both teams are pretty much in the playoff already. Yeah. It was just interesting because I was like, I like, 
I do like to catch the championship this time of year because that's when you it's start seeing the real coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, yeah, it was, well, for one was the goal, which was uh, the Leeds goal. The, the first Leeds one. goal. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, had they just gone on and scored, I'd have been like, that's within their right. But what happened was the player looked like he was about to kick it out. Kind yeah. of stopped. Was like, oh, all right, then I'll kick it out. Spotted the pass and was like, oh, actually, no, I changed my mind. <laughs> like, that's what made it controversial for me. Had And five minutes or so earlier, a Leeds player was down and Villa broke. Yeah. And then Villa put the ball out. So what Villa, when the player went down... Well, they have to now, innit, to yeah. make a show of it. Well, that's what they were like... Put put the ball out. We've just done it for you, and then the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, he could be through passes, and then probably the best bit of skill the whole game was yeah. after that controversy, and it was a. Uh... I think they should just be done with that rule. If a player goes down, you still play. There's no reason to, unless it's the referee sees or he's broken his foot, he's got a head injury. Yeah, players go down far too often and, for that. And to in be reality, and in, in what happens, the ref says to the guy, "You okay?" and uh, Sometimes they say yeah, but they all say no. They would just scream. No, but the, the ref will gauge from asking the player whether he he thinks like it's concussion or something. If the guy says no, I'm, yeah, but then I'm, how do you encourage the players to not kick the ball out, like give uh, a yellow card? Yeah, like, I just, don't know. That, that's what that I mean. Uh, that I can't. I don't know if that's ever happened before. What happened in that game? But it the, happened with Arsenal and Sheffield United years years and years ago. Yeah, but they, they've got this stupid rule where the ref, if you go down and the physio comes on, all they make you do is run out and then as soon as the ball's kicked off, you can come back on the pitch. And that purpose is because of people just diving for no reason and you're supposed to be without a man. But it's literally for like 15 seconds. Yeah. Maybe he's out of position for a brief period of time. It's tough because you're trying to put rules in, in a sport where even in the championship, players are just trying to cheat you. Just and, be harsher with it. Yeah, and... The thing is, in other sports like cricket and in the Olymp- most Olympic sports, there is an element of respect, but in football there's zero. Especially from you've the got, Russians. You've got to start, but you've got to start your rules from a basis of any loophole in this rule, a footballer is going to try and find that loophole and cheat. But you know, I don't think... It, see, this is, I, the, this is the problem I have with, with football as opposed to other sports. I don't mind gamesmanship and I don't mind necessarily loopholes, but they're just... Wasting time, they're not even finding loopholes, they just fall into the ground. And I think it's been officiated poorly. I've always thought the referees officiated poorly. You allow the players to do this because you are, you, you just have yeah, to, you allow them to have no, no other sports for you. Have, have it like that. Like basketball does. I watch a lot of basketball, and they have something called flopping, which is essentially diving. And they've tried to, you know, scrub it out and stuff, but they can't. Mm. In fact, there was like a big game two days ago where. where one of the players in the press conference afterwards or the losing team was like, all I want it is to be fair, but all he does is elbow people and then get fouled. So, but so then no attention. that moves on to Bamford, yeah. the ultimate cheat. Did you actually see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see the game, but I saw obviously the clips and the highlights afterwards yeah. of what he did. So at the time, side note, tangent, I'm so annoyed at the cameramen on Sky and BT lately. I, they're so bad. Like they keep well, not focusing on the right things. Yeah, they keep zooming in at the wrong times. Like <laughs> there's the amount of times like City or Liverpool or someone has a goal kick, they'll yeah. zoom in on a player, they'll come back and it's a corner or something. You're like, what? Have I, what? The, what have I missed? <laughs> like, just fix the camera and like yeah. only zoom in when the ball's out of play. But this was one where can't blame the cameraman, but. 
that kind of missed the action like in terms of the the replays where they zoom in there was a cameraman focused on it but the main camera yeah didn't know where to look type it was of a thing. bit of a scrum wasn't it it was just a lot of bodies yeah well obviously you can imagine Villa's reaction after the guy scores um, after them telling him to get the ball out it's just kicked off and Bamford it was just what even made him think, Dar? <laughs> I don't think I, it's so weird though. I think it's just it's just it's like diving in general. Just players just they just do it. They just do it yeah, out of reaction. Yeah. And yeah. you're always gonna be caught doing various things on a football pitch, but maybe they're just so used to cameras and people around them, they just have no awareness. I just um Yeah, I just remember the uh like I, I just try and think of El Ghazi, the guy how he doesn't lose... Like, I, I don't know how... If I got sent off on that clip... They must have rescinded it. Well, they've, they've, they've rescinded to be good. Uh, they've rescinded it, and yeah. they've charged Bamford. So, be interesting if Bamford now misses the playoffs, because this I was the key thing. The straight red would have meant El Ghazi missed the playoff semi-finals, which is essentially all they've played for all season, is to get to these playoffs. Yes, it's so, like playing rape, innit? Get the same penalty charge. So, yeah, so... In fairness, Bielsa at Leeds did say, give him the goal back. Yeah. And then the game kind of died after that. Just... Was it a good game? Leeds were attacking a bit. Because I was interested to see Leeds. Because a few weeks ago, it looked like, for all love and money, that Leeds were coming up. It just seemed like they were going to get promoted. And then the wheels have just come off. And Sheffield United have been on a great run. And um, in fairness, I was looking at the form in the championship of the... like on the BBC website has like the last five games and pretty much no one had good form except probably Villa I think it was um, it's a normal season like I guess maybe like the same thing with the Premier League and the teams are more even bit. as well it's not like a top six there, there's like, there is literally like a top ten yeah so like Norwich have, have run away with it but yeah it's still interesting to see who makes the playoffs um, I think it's between Derby Middlesbrough Sorry about that, I had a knock at the door. So I was saying Derby, Middlesbrough and Bristol City. So um, Derby have a game in hand, but it's away at Swansea, which means there should be a good final day of the season in the Championship. For that. Uh, titillating. Uh, it's a good thing I'm not going to be watching it because I don't watch the Championship. Um, so Ajax just scored. Yeah. Which, uh, so we're going to try and speed <laughs> up because we don't want to miss any more. Did you see that thing with um, in the Spurs Stadium? Uh the speakers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't work out if it's what was real or what was like... Well, no-one was in the stadium, so none of it was real. Yeah, but did you see the joke ones, people doing it in the, the Emirates and stuff? No, no, yeah, no. Because you, you just put sound over yeah. a, a video. So, but it did seem real the first time I saw it, because I think that they, they opened the stadium, it sounded like they do it. I wonder if they actually do it during the game. Though. But like, that's, the, the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL did that a few seasons ago to try and build up the atmosphere. So, but I guess it's more important for them because they have to make play calls and stuff like that. But they got um, they got fined heavily by the NFL for doing that. Oh, really? Yeah, like, that's, that's outrageous. You don't think that's a bad thing? Playing in, you might as well just no. start playing fucking blaring music. Maybe they, they were going to ban the Vivuzelets, but they're not going to ban um, some fake uh, cheering. Yeah, but maybe people don't know the words to come on you Spurs. So they can just <laughs> sing along. Well, they'll just sing out oh, some about Arsenal or whatever. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like me on the dance floor in a club. I don't know all the words. I just mime along. Why? <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, I want to go watch this football. So should we do front feedback four? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Do you want to go first or should I? I don't mind. All right, I'll do. I'll go first then, just seeing as you're not, you don't mind. Um, in my front three is um, modern medicine. Um, there was a doctor. Let me just hold on. She's just loading. Yeah, a prominent gynecologist um, called Dr. Jennifer Guntner um, put out a viral uh, Twitter thread that was basically challenging the uh, old wives' tale about women putting cloves of garlic in their vagina to cure yeast infections. I know that old wives' tale. We yeah, did you know about that? that? No. No, that's so odd. Right. She put on there, why you should not put garlic in your vagina? A thread. And there was all these like big words and stuff like that, um, which I'm not going to go into. It creates sort of all these biohazards, and it's not great for. Um, there's something called allicin, which isn't good for cuts and blah blah blah. Uh, one of the things she did say, which was quite funny, was. Um, uh, oh, I've lost it now. There you go. <laughs> So no, no. If you're suffering from itching, pain, discharge, or vaginal discomfort, seeing a medical professional is your fastest way to relief. Which I would think was fairly obvious. But um, she also points out that 50 to 70 percent. This is important, ladies. So if you're listening, lady, one lady, that's my lady. Um, now up to 50 to 70 percent of women who treat their vaginal yeast infections probably never had it in the first place. So that's something S- to know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's probably just some general itching, but like. I'm probably asking the wrong person here, right? But say, like, you had something wrong with your asshole, would you just put something in that? No, no. Uh, no. <laughs> you had to think about that. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what would you put in I don't know, like, or, like, vinegar seems to have some, some qualities. Vinegar tends to clean up most things. Yeah, but assholes are about things exiting the body. So putting anything in, like... Yeah, same thing with a vagina. But except for me. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I've never even heard of that old wives' tale. I know there's a few different ones, but yeah, it's weird. Um, so, women, do not be putting garlic in your vijayjays. Um But my friend Mark here, and he's single, so try him. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> well, we did say garlic makes any meal taste better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um... In my... That was my front three, wasn't it? In my back four is being woke. Uh, it's a cafe. That was it. Have you heard about this, Mark? It's a cafe in Melbourne. A vegan cafe. Uh, no. And no. they closed down um, at the end of last week because they had a 18% male tax, which they charged extra on food, to challenge the uh, gender pay gap. Ah, uh, yes. I did hear about you this. You heard about that? I know you're pretty woke on things like that. Handsome Her is a vegan restaurant in Melbourne. Um, and funny enough, it's closing because of that reason. Now, I don't... Look, I know we've, we're short on time, but I wouldn't mind just playing the clip that they showed on the news. Um, so if we could just... One week out of every month, we have an 18% premium for men, which is the same amount as the gender pay gap. I think it's fair if you think about the world and the gender inequality that we have. I think it's a brilliant idea because um, I don't think that many people know the actual gap. I could wear that, yeah, considering that there is a fair... Yeah, it's a fairly 
unequal pay gap between men and women, even though that there is supposedly equal pay, it doesn't it doesn't really equate out there. If people are uncomfortable with paying it or men don't want to pay it, we're not going to kick them out the door. Like it's, it's just a good opportunity to do some good. So that was from the three leading economists in the uh, gender pay gap discussion. No, I mean, they were just some patrons from the... Yeah, see, the last person actually um, sounded quite reasonable. And it was like, oh, they don't have to pay if they don't want to. It's more just about... Well, she was the owner. Yeah, if they sell it like that and just say, like, almost like, would you pay 18% more? No, okay. Then this this is us just highlighting the unfairness. But actually to charge a tax, like, to actually try and charge people it. Yeah, but even if, if there was a place that was even hinting at the idea that they was going to charge men more than women outside of the clubs, like, are you yeah. actually, are you, would, you, would you go there? I mean, they're probably failing because they're a vegan cafe in the no, first place. No, I don't. I, 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 I prefer my opinion to be more sort of factual. And I think sometimes you get a soundbite, like, 18%, and it's yeah. like... I would just apply that. I don't know. Like, well, the gender pay gap is misapplied most times. Yeah, and it's meant to be sort of... Uh, so the pay gap does not mean that two people doing the same job get paid differently. What no. it's meant to be is more of a sign of how the top of... like how in, If you look at men and women and there's a gap, why, why aren't women doing higher jobs? Not why are women getting paid less for the same job, which well, it's is the difference. that's how it's, often it's applied. There's, there's, I think there's like a whole host of reasons why. One of them being that yeah, men and women tend few. to have different jobs. One of them is tend to that women work less than men because of things like uh, childbirth, men, all these other things that at least yeah, the drug and he, he tends to tell a lot of it. But um, to just, I don't know, like, I, I, people think they want equality, but they think they quite understand what they mean by that. I, well, there's a. If I'm going to, it's just popularism to attack, like the the upper classes. Or, well, not even and, upper classes, well, just men. What people presume is the upper classes, yeah. so they'll just presume white and male. So, like, they'll attack the entire. Well, look, I've come into your lovely house, and you are very privileged. <laughs> I mean, if you came to my house, um, it's not quite the same. Yeah, I do. Have, Charity workers interrupting my podcast. Oh, Jesus <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that was, that was my cousin. So, there you go. But, I told uh, him yeah. I'd be in. <laughs> you know, I'd be in. Well, I thought he was. I told him you wouldn't be in. That's why. And we're just going to fleece the place. But there you go. I want to steal your privilege. All right, you go. All right. Um, my back four. Uh, what? Well, I was gonna. I'll quickly briefly say what it was going to be, which was: Have you seen police are now saying rape? Uh, Oh, Jesus Christ, Mark. So, if rape victims... Oh, do we want to even talk about this? Well, rape victims now have to hand... Or are being, the police are asking them and trying to make them hand their phone in yeah. so that they can go through any previous communications they've had with that person. But they're now saying they can go through their entire phone and look for anything that is even unrelated to it. So, um, So they can just go through your phone and if they find anything illegal that has nothing to do with the rape, they can arrest you separately for that. So what I was thinking about is all these dodgy videos that you get sent in, like, WhatsApp groups. You've seen people getting, like... I had to leave my university one because it was yeah, ridiculous. but you, you hear of people getting uh, arrested and saying, you've got this illegal content. It's like, I don't know, someone just sent a video on WhatsApp, I didn't even watch it, and it's like... And it downloads automatically. Yeah, and it's so on your phone, it. and essentially you're... So I... I 
the reason I, I, I'm going to back out of this being my back foot is because I haven't... <laughs> Even though you've already said it. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw it out because the headline... I've, I've gone off headline and, and, like, really basic BBC articles. I, I don't actually know the ins and outs of the law. Sometimes they'll make a new law and then there'll be outrage. And actually, when you read about it, you're like, actually, you, you're just making a story of nothing Clearly. here. But, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not too attached to it. Well, I'm glad you didn't present it. <laughs> so, yeah. Because my, my other one's Game of Thrones, so... Uh, oh, fuck off. Yeah, it's the biggest battle scene ever this week. I actually got up early to watch it because I didn't want it to get spoiled when I went to work. And Game of Thrones has always sold itself as being like, anyone could die at any time. We're harsh. Your favourite characters are always at risk. And it was for two seasons. And it's gone soft. And... and some people I actually talk to disagree with me on this. And I'm like, name me a big character that's died in, like, the last four seasons. And then they'll name someone. Dumbledore. Like, and then they'll, be, they'll name someone, and I'll be like, he was only big in season two. Like, they've killed him now because he's, not, Bean. because he's not part of it. Yeah. And, um, Asgard. Sean Bean dies in everything. And, uh, but, yeah, they had the biggest battle, biggest battle humans have ever faced in this, in this realm. Everyone Bigger died. Bigger than your gender pay gap. <laughs> yeah, it was a 19 on the on the scale. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, it ends the battle and you look around and you're like, everyone who's died is like a second-rate character. Like, all the main characters are still still alive. You're like, oh, yeah. I've heard yeah. that name about. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant finish from her. Um, yeah, front three. It was London Marathon this, this weekend. Oh. And uh, Mr. London Marathon himself, Kip Chonge. Kip Choge, do you know him? No. He he's now won it four times, okay. which is uh, he is the oldest looking thirty four year old you'll ever see. Where's he from? Kenya, I think. Okay. I think he's from Kenya. And mm, sure. It was the second fastest. Which uh, passport did he come in with? <laughs> yeah, but he still still wins it whatever age. Good on it. Running it long distance running is something. In the Man City Youth Academy as yeah. well. Yeah, long distance running is something apparently you get better with age anyway. Um, yeah, so he's four-time winner. It was a world record for second and third place. It was actually quite a good finish to the race. World record for second and third? So uh, Surely the first place would have been the world record. As in, it's the fastest ever second and third place. That's some shitty world record to have. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the world record for the second fastest time ever in a marathon. What? Then... Um, Mo Farah came fifth. He just wasn't. He just wasn't at the race. Like he talks a good game, Mo. Then it comes to the marathons, and he's he's still got a lot of adjusting to do. How's he done since he's been in marathons? He's won a few, isn't he? Didn't he win like one in America? He'll probably win the ones that these guys don't go to. So, so like he might win like I don't know the Manchester Great North Run or something like half marathon or whatever. Yeah, border control in America is much tougher. <laughs> yeah. With so passports. So yeah, now just. Uh, Kip Choge I f- I, I'm just conscious I'm saying his name wrong but yeah he's you are sounding very racist right now but yeah he's four times it's a record he's Mr London Marathon and yeah it was a, well done Kip a fellow Kenyan it's just to get the marathon in my front three because I think it's a good day shame, shame the weather weren't good enough and I was a bit too hungover to want to actually go and watch it but it's normally a good day to go watch Mar- it one, run the marathon one time Never did it again. Yeah. 
Yeah. It should be a once-in-a-lifetime thing. They had done the news... Um, Tell Kip that. I can't remember his name, actually. I could Google it now. There's an old guy who's run every single London marathon. Yeah, his name's Kip Choi. <laughs> he's 24 years old, and he's run it every year since inception in 71. But um, I was thinking... They're talking about this guy like, yeah, this is great. He's done every London marathon. I'm like, let someone else have a chance. There's a waiting list so long. (laughs) (laughs) You're just there every year. To be fair, he's he's finishing it, man. Yeah, I think he said... He should be Mr. London Marathon. Yeah, he would be. If he wasn't a white male, right? Jesus Christ, Mark, relax. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. (laughs) With that, I think... uh, we did have the results leave, but we'll do that next week. Me and Danny are same on points, but never mind. And I'll make the all talk team change. Oh yes, you so. did that. All right. It's uh, hopefully just the end of the first half of the Spurs game. So come on, Ajax. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back with Danny next weekend for some more Premier League football and some Champions League talk and any other crap that Danny can bring up. Yeah. We'll see. We'll maybe hear how Japan was. Oh, that'd be nice. How's the sushi then? We'll find Which out. Japanese next week. players, he's got in his uh, footy index. <laughs> yeah, alright. Cool. Uh, that was good, Mark. See you next week. Alright, see ya. Bye.